0: Welcome to another episode of the Outdoor Scholars Podcast, where you get a chance to learn all about the only program in the country that keeps students involved in the outdoors while educating them on career opportunities within the outdoor industry. Hey guys, we're here at the Outdoor Scholars Lodge here on the campus of the University of Montevallo with another episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast. I'm William Crawford, the director of the Outdoor Scholars Program. And today we have two of our students as guests, Adam Carroll and Grant Devers, to talk about our most recent trip down to Venice, Louisiana, where we had a duck hunt with Native Adventures. Grant, tell us a little bit about yourself and and introduce yourself to the listeners.
1: What's up guys, my name's Grant Devers. I'm from Verbena, Alabama. Uh, I'm a senior here at the university and my major is going to be finance. This is my fourth year in the program and it's crazy to see how the first year of the program, I think we had like nine students to see, you know, how it's grown to, you know, close to 50. So it's been a joy being in the program and just seeing how it's evolved.
0: Well, Grant, you know, Several years ago, I believe it may have been the first year in the program, we had a chance to go down to Venice and, and go red fishing with uh, uh, Native Adventures, and and that was our first time to go out with them. And I know this time we went on the the duck hunt, but just tell everybody about your experience with Native Adventures in the past, and and uh, and what it meant for you to, to be connected with these guys and get to go on some of these trips.
1: Oh, it's an awesome trip. We uh, you know, it's great getting connected with these guys, and uh, I don't know if y'all know, but from Montevallo to Venice, that's a long drive. You don't think you're ever going to get there. But when you do, there's literally nothing there. But, uh, we've had, you know, two great trips down there, redfishing and the duck hunt. Um, so, you know, it's always a joy to go down there with them guys.
0: Well, it's about seven and a half hours from, from our campus to, uh, to where we stay there right outside of Venice. You know, we've been fortunate to get some little cabins right there off the water and uh, we're able to, to grill out and cook out at, at night after we go out on the water, whether it's duck hunting or, or red fishing. So it's, a, uh, it's a, always a good time when you, you go down and fish with them. But Adam, tell us a little bit about yourself and your experiences so far uh, in the Outdoor Scholars Program.
2: Yeah, so I'm um, Adam Carroll, I'm from Carrollton, Georgia. I'm a sophomore marketing major, and so this is my second year in the in the program. Um, so far, it's just been nothing but great experiences. Uh, like Grant, I went on the red fishing trip too, and then this was my second trip on the uh, duck hunt down there with Native Adventures. So both of my trips have been with them, and those guys are just awesome. Every time we go down there, we have great time, and can't say anything better about them, honestly.
0: And, and not only is Adam in the Outdoor Scholars Program, Adam is also on our university fishing team where him and his partner, Justin Barnes, uh, had a, a stellar year last year on, on the water and, and looking for another big year coming. Even back in the fall at one point in time, uh, those two had a number one ranking in collegiate uh, bass rankings uh, from the success from the year prior. Uh, here we are, not far away from kicking off the upcoming season. Adam, kind of what's your expectations on, on coming into the the new year, and what do you see moving forward for the UM fishing team?
2: Yeah, I mean, last year, couldn't really ask for any more with my first year and me and Justin's first, first year fishing together, so this year, we're just going to bank on uh, all our success from last year. We got a lot more guys on the team, a lot more boats going to tournaments, and we're all looking forward to it so we're ready for it to get started
0: well i know i'm i'm excited to get it kick-started i know right now currently we're ranked 20th in the nation and Uh, got a a long grind ahead I think we've got about 10 to 12 tournaments coming up in the next few months and uh, a lot lot of new guys new faces on the team to add to what we had last year so definitely looking forward to to that uh, as the season comes around as we make a run for for school of the year for sure but going back to the 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 trips down to Venice and the duck hunts and the, the red fishing you know We've been going, like we said earlier, about four years down to Venice with Native Adventures. They're great hosts. They're great guides. There's never been a time that we've been down there and not caught fish uh, and not shot ducks. Uh, You know, right now, the time of the year that it is, uh, in early January when we made this trip to Venice, nobody else here in the South had any ducks anywhere anywhere. And for us to go down there and have a, a good two mornings of shooting was was really fun. Especially seeing that it's been kind of slow this year for for a lot of people. Grant, tell us a little bit about your background or your history in waterfowl hunting.
1: It's very short. You know, I started duck hunting about four years ago. William actually took me on my first goose hunt, and uh, you couldn't ask for a better morning. They were in our face, and you know, we were one shot from killing our two man limit in the early season. So uh, ever since then, I've been hooked, and uh, you know, I've bought my own dog, and uh, just trying to get you know deep in it like I am with everything else.
0: You know, that's one of the things that I enjoy most uh, about our program is getting to to spend time in the outdoors with these students and and getting to teach them about new things. And and like Grant said, we had the opportunity to go on a early season goose hunt a couple years ago. Uh, There was a a big field that the geese were coming in, and, and we Got permission from the landowner to go in and and have a morning hunt, and Grant was kind of spoiled. I, I t- mentioned to Grant right after that hunt that not all of them are like this. That this is one of the best, even that I would ever been on. So, but to get to to see Grant and experience that hunt, and then kind of see him grow as a waterfowl hunter over the last few years has really been a a, a sight to see, and, and and get to spend some time in the duck blind with him down in Louisiana was was great as well. What about you, Adam? Uh, you know, what's your experience in duck hunting, and and uh, and what do you find enjoyable about going out and sitting in a in a duck blind?
2: Well, to start off. Uh, I started duck hunting probably when I was around twelve years old with my dad and my grandpa and some of my cousins, and I can remember one of the most uh, like memorable experiences was the first duck I ever killed was actually a massive, beautiful drake mallard. So after that, seeing that big duck like that was it really got me going at a young age and then like y'all were talking about the the goose hunt i had similar experience with uh judd who's actually in the outdoor scholars as well and me and him and some of my other buddies killed a lot that morning i think we were just a couple shy of a three-man limit so uh but like you were saying just what gets you going is when those birds start coming in and i mean there's not much more you can say i mean
0: it's just something uh, something about it something about it. Uh, well, going into the the first morning, you know, we talk about how far it was from here to campus to, to Venice, and you know the drive, and it was it was fairly late when we got in because all you guys had class the, the day before, and and we had to make sure those things were taken care of here on campus before we could leave. So it was just a little before midnight when we arrived. So we really didn't get a whole lot of sleep the the night before, but. Uh, I know we were all excited about going out and and seeing if there were any birds around. We've been hearing good reports, but kind of what was your expectations, uh, Grant, going into this trip and and as we arrived and and kind of what was your thoughts as that first morning approached?
1: Um, I knew we got there late, but I was still excited when I woke up the next morning. Uh, My expectations, I really didn't have much because I've never been down there duck hunting before. I knew they had a bunch of birds and they had a good morning the day before we got down there. So I was uh, really looking forward to going out and just seeing, you know, what we could do.
0: Yeah, you know, I've grown up uh, going down to Louisiana, down on the coast, and and shot ducks many a times, and it's probably one of my favorite places to go. It's a great place to to do some some real wing shooting, and and it's always a, a challenge. So, I, I know for myself, I was not really expecting anything any different than what it's always been. So. Uh, I know i was i was definitely pumped again to get to, to have the opportunity to actually see and shoot at some ducks so um uh, adam going into the trip you know uh have you duck hunted much this year or was this going to be one of your first trips
2: uh for this season i'd probably been maybe only three times and only killed you know your couple wood ducks or maybe a couple mallards here and there so for me my expectations i was really excited to get down there to Louisiana, somewhere I've never hunted before, and to know that we we're going to be shooting at different kinds of ducks because, you know, up in Georgia where I'm from, all you have is your typical wood ducks and your mallards and occasionally some teal, stuff like that. So going down there, I knew we were going to be on some on some better birds and some stuff that I've never got to shoot at before, so that was pretty cool.
0: One thing that I I, I noticed with both of y'all saying that, you know, you've never had the opportunity to go down to Louisiana and, and, and duck hunt – you know that's one of the cool things about this program and and the trips that we go on with our students is to to allow you guys an opportunity to go do something you've never done before and to hunt places that you've never hunted before uh so is there has there been anywhere else in the program that, that y'all have been and, and and never hunted or fished that, that we've taken you guys to
1: um let's see i've been actually to a couple of places i've uh, Went on a deer hunt with um, All Things Hunting, so it was my first time deer hunting in Louisiana. Uh, The duck hunt, uh, you know, this past couple weekends ago. Then uh, I've been to the Bahamas twice, so, you know, that was a place that, you know, a lot of people dream about going, and I've had the opportunity to go, you know, not once but twice to go uh, try to catch some blue marlins. So, you know, that's something that I probably never got to do if it wasn't for this program.
0: What about you, Adam? Has there been anywhere that we've been or anything that you've done that's been new to you?
2: Yeah, just like uh, going to Venice to shoot these different kinds of ducks I've never got to shoot at before. Uh, going down there on the red fishing trip when my freshman year, I'd caught redfish before over in Florida, but nothing like too extravagant or any big ones or anything. So, seeing all the pictures from the guides and stuff beforehand before we were going down there really got me excited. And when we had success and caught some big fish, it was just added to the, added to the excitement.
0: Yeah. And, and these trips are always fun. And, and you heard Grant talk about all the different places he's been and, and, you know, the advantage of Grant being here the first year of the program, you know, he was able to go on a few more trips than what most people have, have been able to go on. And and then he talks about the Bahamas trip. And, and that's a, a trip that we've done every year for the last few years of, of taking our top four students in the program to the Bahamas with Dr. Stewart, our university president uh, on a, a Blue Marlin fishing trip. And so, you know, he's had the luxury to to do that, and and Grant, if I'm not mistaken, that was really your first time to ever fly on an airplane, wasn't
1: it? Oh yeah, I was kind of creeped out at first, but it wasn't as bad <laughs> once I got on.
0: So so you know, Grant's become a world traveler now because of the Outdoor Scholars program. But but getting back to the to the hunt, you know, we we rode in on these these uh, mud boats and. Going into the blind, into the marsh, you know, as the sun's starting to come up, things are starting to wake up. Which, in my opinion, is one of the coolest things when you're in the duck blind, just seeing the the morning get started, and all the creatures get moving around. You know, ducks started flying, and and the anticipation was was building, and shots started going off, and and then lo and behold, we had our our opportunity, and. Uh, that first group came in and, and presented uh, some shots and, and, and all. and uh, Kind of what's what's going through your mind, Grant, at that point in time of the morning and, and uh, as the that duck hunt's getting kick-started?
1: Uh, you know, the sun was coming up, and we started hearing some gunshots, you know, kind of in the distance. And, uh, you know, I was just waiting, you know, because our time was coming. And finally the birds started piling in, you know, and I think there was probably, you know, four or five, you know birds in a group each time so you know i knew the birds were there and uh, we actually shot pretty well until it got daylight then we didn't do you know as hot but uh you know it was incredible seeing all the different birds that was coming in because it wasn't just one species like i'm used to you know it was you know two or three species come in at a time
0: so adam what 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 were the the first few groups of ducks that came in what all different species of ducks were there and what'd we end up with that morning as far as the, the, the different kinds of, of ducks we had on the in the blind with us.
2: Yeah, so to start off when the sun started coming up, uh, you know, we had some teal start buzzing us, uh some bluebills. Uh I think we ended up killing mostly blue bluebills the first day and teal and then we, we got one gab towards the end of the day. So pretty good little mixed bag we had going.
0: It was a good mixed bag, and, and we even had, uh, as Grant said, we shot really well that morning. I think the first three groups that came in, out of all the ducks that came in, I think only one got away, so, you know, that, uh, that was pretty pretty good shooting by everybody. Uh, I know it was us three, and then, then Judd was with us as well, and, uh, you know, I don't know how many Judd knocked down, because he was kind of afraid to pull the trigger at some points in time, uh, but... We won't pick on Judd too much, seeing that he's not here with us today. But but yeah, that that, that early morning flight was was good, and then things kind of died down for a little bit. And then we had a really big group come in, back-to-back groups, actually. Uh, talk a little bit about that, Adam, and, and when that first big group came in, and and birds were on the water, and they you know, here come another big group.
2: Yeah, so, you know, after the first couple ones are buzzing us, and we were getting a couple shots, here and there, we had one really big group of, I think it was bluebills, wasn't it? The first group. And uh, they all came in and we got some shots off and dropped a couple birds. And then before we could hardly even start reloading, we had more just landing all in the decoys. So that's pretty cool.
0: And Grant, you know, we start picking up birds the the, the first go around. And I mean, we had birds right in front of the blind and, and some right behind us. And then all of a sudden, just it sounded like a, a a fighter plane was about to land on top of us and they see no we just shooting 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 and it starts raining birds again
1: yeah you know that was awesome um you know this group of bluebills come flying straight over our head and uh you know we throw up shoot and uh, you know we have birds laying everywhere so you know the dog's out picking them up and lo and behold one of them had a band and uh everybody's like you know well i'm not going to claim it you know i didn't i don't know who shot it you know and uh, I didn't, I didn't want to claim it because you know I don't want to be stingy or nothing. But uh, but once we got back and reviewed the you know footage from the shoot, you know I was the one that shot down the band. Socks decided, you know, it was my first band, and uh, it was a bluebill. So that was a bird that I've never been able to kill before. And uh, it came a long way, you know, all the way from Illinois. So it, it was pretty cool seeing you know how far it came down.
0: Yeah, anytime that you you're able to to harvest a bird that has a band, this always makes it a, a great morning and. And I know, I think we had about 10 birds on the water with that, those two groups that came in and, and the dog had picked up two or three and that were right there close. And, and I was just grabbing them from the dog, throwing them in the blind, sending them back out to, to make the next retrieve. And as we start picking up birds, we realized, Hey, one, one of them's got a band on it. And, uh, so it was cool to, to get to see that a lot of high fiving and stuff going on, uh, in the blind. And, and And you know that kind of wrapped up our morning. things kind of died down a little bit. um We stayed in there till about lunchtime, but uh, how many birds do we end up with uh, on the on the morning?
2: The first morning was seventeen or so, close to twenty in that
0: yeah, I think we were right around the twenty mark. uh There were a couple birds that that ended up back in the grass behind us that uh we weren't able to to retrieve even with the dog. Uh, we put a, a pretty good effort in and picked up some that we probably wouldn't, or I know we wouldn't have found without the dog, but, uh, it was, it was a good morning in the duck blind. Uh, we we're able to, uh, definitely get some shots off and, and watch the dog work and, and, uh, had a good time, uh, just chit-chatting in between flights and stuff. But, uh, you know, we had the opportunity with this trip, like we do most of our trips, to to film for our uh, web series that we do, Outdoor Scholars TV. You know, we had our our first episode, uh, our first season uh, last year, and we're filming for season two now. Uh, So you'll be able to see on our YouTube channel coming up this summer, uh, Outdoor Scholars TV season two, Uh, and this hunt will definitely be on there uh but not to cut the hunt short you know we we get back to the camp uh and we clean the birds and and we're starving you know because we hadn't had anything since we left camp that morning uh to go out to the duck blind and and we cleaned the birds and and threw them on the grill and and had lunch uh right there but you know we all pitched in and, and got things cleaned up and uh what what goes through your mind after a a good morning hunt you clean your birds and you you got a full belly and you know you still got another morning of this coming up the next day
1: oh yeah that was definitely going through my mind I knew we had another morning to hunt so you know I was excited because we just had a great morning and uh I was eager to get back out there and uh you know see what else presented
2: itself
0: yeah and and, you know we're laying around at the camp just just chit-chatting and shooting the breeze and we go back and watch some of the footage that that we had for the morning and got a lot of a lot of good laughs uh in uh from from that morning uh is there anything in particular from that hunt that just stands out that that uh whether it was something that happened in the duck blind or somebody's shooting ability or the lack thereof
2: i would just say the small talk in the background was definitely uh the highlight of the the footage for sure what about you
1: Uh, yeah, and uh, you know, I, we're not gonna pick on Judd, so uh okay, maybe I will a little bit. But uh, you know, Joe was doing his interview and uh he meant to say blue bills, but that's not what come out. Yeah. Kinda yeah he kinda said blue balls, so uh we didn't kill any of those, so uh we killed blue bills but not blue balls, so nice that's enough about that since Judd ain't here to defend himself.
0: You know, that's that's the thing and, and, and the fun that we have when we go out on these trips and, and being able to record stuff because, you know, everything, every little thing gets caught on camera. And, and uh, it's always good to go back and, and have a good laugh when somebody gets tongue tied. And, you know, if you've ever done a whether it be a podcast or or uh, a TV show or radio show and it be live, you know, you have to be real careful with your words and, and, uh, and get them out clearly. But, um, anyways, but we had a good first morning, uh, that night, we actually cooked up some redfish that we caught from our trip down there a few months earlier. Uh, so we're, we're ready to go for day two. Uh, we're hoping for the, the same luck that we had. Uh, we didn't see a whole, whole lot of birds the first day. We just made our shots count, uh, but the thing is, if we've got another day of this, and and the weather was supposed to be even better than the day before, and and so we were excited to get out there, uh, for for the second morning. Um, uh, so here we are, second morning. We're in the duck blind. We make some adjustments on some of the things that we're doing, uh, with the decoys and and everything. Uh, we even had our cameraman Garrett. We stuck him out in the water the whole whole morning to get some different angles of, of footage and stuff, and uh but uh anyways morning two rolls around and birds start flying what do you see adam that's different what what comes to mind that, that you saw that was different from morning one to morning two
2: well i know one of the main things that we all uh that we all realized was that the wind had shifted it changed direction on us a little bit so had the birds coming in a little bit differently than they were the first day uh, i can tell that they're flying a little higher maybe and in little uh, bigger groups than they were the first day, so all we had to do was just keep working them, and eventually it panned out for us towards the end of the morning or t- later in the morning.
0: Absolutely, you know, the first day the wind was blowing out of the north and and was blowing just right for our our setup, and and we went to the same exact blind again, but except this time the wind was coming out of the south. Uh, and it had our, the ducks wanting to land way out in front of us over the decoys. And, and we ended up getting the decoys moved out a little bit further to give the ducks room to work. And it, 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 paid off, Wish we could have done it and made that move a little bit quicker, but that's just, that's just part of it. Uh, but there's no doubt we saw a lot more birds in the air that, that second morning than, than we did the first. Uh, I think we had a few more groups of teal coming in and around. Uh, and speaking of big groups of teal. Grant, what happened on that big group of teal that came in mid morning on us?
1: Okay, so listen, there was a group of teal that come flying in. You know, there was probably, oh, I got, I don't even know, probably fifty. And uh, they fly straight over our heads, and uh, you know, we'd do a whole lot of shooting, but there's not a whole lot of birds falling. And I, uh, I blame it on my gun. I think my, you know, I think my barrel bent sometime in between flights. I don't really know what went on there, but uh, I think we picked up one bird out of the whole group. So, uh, it's kind of embarrassing. I think that's actually on video as well. So, uh, y'all get to see that.
0: Well, you you blamed it on shotgun malfunction. Judd, he he blamed his on his bead. Something about he broke his bead off at some point in time. Uh, I'm just going to say, I I was trying to be John Wayne and shoot from the hip uh, because I couldn't even get my gun barrel up quick enough to, to shoot. And, and that's what happens. You know, being a waterfowl hunter, whether you're shooting geese or ducks, it's always important to pick one duck out or one goose out out of a bunch and stay on that one bird until it's down. Uh, because you can get in a bad habit of just shooting up in the middle of them and the odds of you hitting something pretty slim. And, and we learned that the hard way with, with this group that came in, a uh, huge group. I think everybody unloaded their guns and one bird fell. So we were kind of disappointed in that, but, you know, it's, it's, it's a memory that we'll, we'll uh, remember definitely. Uh, But what's something else, Adam, that comes to mind in that second morning that, uh, that just really stands out to you in in, in that hunt?
2: Uh, I mean, after the, after getting the first, first day jitters out, uh, killing all the ones that we did the first day, you know, second day was, just as good. Honestly, we didn't kill quite as many, but we we did have some big groups coming in and going back to that big group, you know, I've killed, killed a lot of ducks, but never, I've never had a big group like that coming in. So regardless of how many we killed, even though we only killed one, you know, having, having that many birds flying straight at you in the, in the blind is just something, it's pretty unreal.
0: honestly. It is. It's, and it's fun to, to, to work them and see them way out in front and they act like they're going down. They pick back up and they act like they're going down, and you know, I think we had some professional calling going on in the duck blind to, to get those till in. Uh, and and it's always good when they, they work and do what they're supposed to. Uh, you know, something that comes to mind for me on on the whole trip, you know, the band on the first morning was a highlight. The second morning highlight, in my opinion, was the one shot and the three birds that go down. Uh to, yeah, we we just had to bring it up. Uh, Grant, tell 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 us tell everybody that kind of the layout going into that. What what took place?
1: Okay, so uh, the the dog got sent out to go pick up one of the birds that fallen. So William and his dogs on the other end of the blind. Well, while he's down there bent over trying to get the dog back in the blind, three bluebills come flying by, you know, going the opposite direction. So well, you know, William's taking off running through the blind. And by the time he gets to the end, he's the only one that can shoot. Well, you know, he shoots one time, I'll be dang if all three birds didn't fall. That was the craziest thing I've ever seen, and probably won't ever see it again. So, uh, kudos to him on you know his one shot, three kills. And uh, I, you know, I'd like to see that again. You know, miracles do happen
2: every now. So yeah,
0: they do. And 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 just to clarify, Grant's talked about running through the blind. I wasn't carrying a gun running through the blind. My gun was on the other end, uh, and and the dog was picking up another bird on the other end of the blind. And and these three bluebills actually had been sitting on the water for quite some time and and had not gotten up. And just all of a sudden, they picked up. And as soon as somebody in the blind said something about bluebills flying, I looked up and saw them, and I knew I didn't have a gun. And, And so I rushed to the other end of the blind, picked up the gun, shot the lead bird and when you go back and watch the footage you can kind of see all the birds align as soon as the trigger pulls i mean they were nowhere close to each other whenever i aimed at that first bird and then all of a sudden they just aligned perfectly and 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 went down and uh you know it was definitely all skill no luck involved in that i practice that shot all the time uh but on a serious note it 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 was a cool shot uh and I was glad to to get to do that and and just see it and and I heck I didn't even realize all of them had fallen uh because the first one fell the second one was right behind it and that third one took about three or four flaps and then it went down and uh and I I'd stopped paying attention paying attention to what what had happened at that point in time but uh it was a a cool thing to to see happen and uh and get to to experience that but so the, the second morning, I think we ended up with about 13 or 14 birds. Uh, killed a lot more teal that second morning. The, the weather kind of didn't do like everybody had predicted. The wind didn't pick up and blow as hard as what they thought. Uh, it stayed cloudy during the, most of the morning. Uh, so it, it, uh, it didn't go as planned, but we still had a great time. Still killed a, a few many birds. If we would have just got some out of that big group, we probably would have had about the same numbers as the day before, but that's hunting. Yeah. That it makes it fun to go out there and and get to shoot with the guys and stuff. So the, the duck hunting trip was a a huge success for us. Uh, we had a duck hunt last year that the weather just didn't cooperate and, uh, didn't, didn't see a whole lot of ducks, but this was a, a great trip to tie everything up. Grant, what was your, you know, what are your thoughts on the overall trip itself?
1: Oh, it was a great trip. Uh, You know, every time we go down there with them guys, you know, they always put us on the fish or they always put us on the birds. So, you know, every time I go down there, I know, you know, we're about to, you know, kill something or catch something. So, you know, it was just a great trip overall.
0: And what about you, Adam? You know, you went red fishing down there last year with these guys, and now we had an opportunity to go on a, a duck hunt with them. What's what? What did you take from the trip this year?
2: Oh yeah, getting to go down there again, going down to Venice, just be- meeting all the different people down there. You know, getting joking around with all the guides at the dock and riding out in the marsh. It's it's really a, it was a great time. I'll definitely be going back again. I mean, that's probably one of the coolest places to go hunting or fishing just about anywhere. And the experiences are just unreal. Being out being out in the marsh and being out in all the different wildlife that you don't get to see every day is just a really cool experience.
0: It is. And and Venice is one of my favorite places to go and fish and and hunt Uh, and going out right there in Venice Marina and coming back and seeing everybody else's catch for the day or what they killed that day is always a a fun time. But, you know, we look forward to our our trips in the the coming years with the folks down at Native Adventures. Uh, If you're looking for a a great red fishing trip or even a duck hunt uh, or a a cast and blast, they, they do it all down there. Uh, Give them a call, Native Adventures. Uh, Ask for Captain Allen or Captain Justin, and they'll take care of you. They've treated us very well over the last few years and and can't wait for our our red fishing trip coming up with them again, Uh, probably um, middle of the fall, coming up next year. So, uh, Well, guys, I enjoyed the opportunity to get to share a duck blind with y'all for this trip. And and as we, we move forward, Who knows where the next adventure may be, but stick with us uh, and and tune in to the next episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast as we talk about uh, who knows what or who knows where we may be or or where we may have gone. So we got a lot of great uh, trips and adventures uh, dialed in for the rest of the spring semester. Uh, So tune back in here next week for your next episode of Outdoor Scholars Podcast
2: over and out.